It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Saturday, the 5th of November. I'm Sonal Patel. And I'm Holly Keogh. Billionaire Elon Musk has defended his decision to sack half of Twitter's workforce without warning. He's been there for all of eight days. He's never even addressed the workforce and now half of them are gone. He has a very, very large bill facing him and so he is turning over every rock and trying every idea he can come up with to bring in more money. And Russian President Vladimir Putin publicly approves the evacuation of civilians from Kherson. Now, of course, those living in Kherson should be removed from the zone where the most dangerous actions are because the civilian population should not suffer from the shelling, from the offensives, counter-offensives or any other actions connected to the military activities. He paid $44 billion for Twitter just over a week ago. Now Elon Musk has sacked around half the company's workforce. It's quite extraordinary. So he laid off 50%, 50% of the company. So that's about 3,700 people. And he did it all via email. Danny Fortson's The Times West Coast correspondent. Which is, you know, again, quite extraordinary. Uh, he, he's been there for all of eight days He's never even addressed the workforce, and now half of them are gone. Simon Balmain learned he was losing his job on Thursday night. It really has been difficult for people to really stay focused, not knowing what's going to happen. I personally try to keep my head down and and focus on the work, but um, it's definitely been incredibly distracting over the last few months, for sure. It came out of the blue. Simon and thousands like him took to Twitter to confirm they'd been logged out of work laptops and Slack, a messaging system. They included communications, content curation and product development employees. The world's richest man, meanwhile, defended his decision. In a tweet, Elon Musk said he had no choice. Regarding Twitter's reduction in force, unfortunately, there's no choice when the company is losing $4 million a day. Everyone exited was offered three months severance, which is 50% more than legally required. The Times West Coast correspondent Danny Fortson says the billionaire may be facing mass legal action over the sackings. I've spoken with several employment attorneys And they said, you know, he has what he has done is absolutely illegal. You have to give notice. You have to go through various steps before you lay people off. So he is very likely facing many, many lawsuits in Britain, in Ireland and in America. 
Elon Musk took on billions of dollars of debt to buy Twitter after months of wrangling over whether he should go ahead with the purchase. At the moment, almost all of the social media giant's revenue comes from advertising, and that could be a big problem. Volkswagen is among the brands that has stopped spending with it since Mr Musk bought Twitter. Now the billionaire plans to charge Twitter users $8 a month for verification. Russian President Vladimir Putin publicly endorsed the evacuation of civilians from parts of Ukraine's southern Kherson region. Now, of course, those living in Kherson should be removed from the zone where the most dangerous actions are. Because the civilian population should not suffer from the shelling, from the offensives, counter-offensives or any other actions connected to the military activities. It's the latest sign of Russia's retreat in one of the most hotly contested areas in Ukraine. Putin made the comments while marking Russia's day of national unity in Red Square in central Moscow. They came after similar calls from Russian-installed officials in Kherson, urging the city's remaining residents to evacuate. Ukrainian officials remain cautious over whether the move could be a trap to lure their soldiers into dangerous areas. Ilya Ponomarenko is a defence reporter with the Kyiv Independent. He says he's not confident that Russian soldiers are really leaving. We know that Russian military in the Kherson area, some of them are leaving, some of them are getting facilities to cross the river crossing. And at the same time, we see a lot of Russian forces getting ready for steady defense. So, you know, it's a very, very confusing uh, conflagration between what they say and what's happening really on the ground. You are listening to The World in 10 from The Times of London. Analysis and insight into global events, all in just 10 minutes. On the way, the Pope is in Bahrain, Kanye's taking a vow of silence, and there'll be prayers in the US for the billion-dollar golden ticket. To Pakistan now, where former Prime Minister Imran Khan has spoken publicly for the first time since he was shot at a rally. Sitting in a wheelchair at a hospital in Lahore, Mr Khan said he wouldn't have survived if the two shooters he saw had synchronised their attack. He also claimed, without providing evidence, that senior establishment figures were behind the attack, something the government dismissed as a pack of lies. There have been mass protests across the country since the shooting, with Mr Khan's supporters clashing with police. Pope Francis joined Muslim, Christian and Jewish leaders in calling for the religions to work together for peace at a cathedral in Bahrain. On his first full day in the Middle Eastern state, Francis held a service at the largest Catholic church in the Gulf. The Our Lady of Arabia Cathedral is not only the largest church on the Arabian Peninsula, but one of just two churches serving Bahrain's Catholic community of about 160,000. Siam Sunil Maripudi is a minister at the National Evangelical Church in Bahrain. It is a great moment for all of us to uh, see Pope Francis and he came here and we had a wonderful prayer here and it's a ecumenical prayer. All the churches from the Bahrain we attended here, we participated in the prayer of unity uh, to glorify God. Christians from around the world welcomed him as he entered the church, an experience which Filipino resident Hannah Sumley described as priceless. It was really unexpected for me to be here today, but it was really priceless and one of a lifetime experience. 
and it, I'm really grateful to be here and it's a very unforgettable experience for me, my husband and my friends. This is the second visit by a pope to the Arabian Peninsula following his 2019 visit to the United Arab Emirates, when he became the first pontiff to visit and hold a mass in the peninsula. Bahrain is about 70% Muslim and, unlike Saudi Arabia, allows its small community of Catholics to practice their faith publicly in two churches. With the latest on the Qatar World Cup, here's John Jackson. Liverpool Football Club manager Jurgen Klopp has spoken out about the role of competitors ahead of the upcoming World Cup in Qatar. I don't like the fact that now players get in a situation where they have now to send a message. You are all journalists, you have, should have sent a message who didn't write the most critical article about it and not about because it's Qatar and things, no, about the circumstances, which was clear. That's how it is. But now telling players you have to wear this armband or if you don't do it, then you are not on their side and all this, and if you do it, you're on their side. No, 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 it's footballers. Qatar won the the right to host the World Cup in a ballot of FIFA's 22 executive members in 2010. There were later accusations of bribery by the country, but these claims were dropped after a long investigation. Klopp's comments came a day after FIFA president Gianni Infantino wrote a letter to all competing nations, urging them to focus on the football, following protests made by a number of teams on issues ranging from LGBTQ plus rights to concerns over the treatment of migrant workers. The finals are due to begin on Sunday the 20th of November. Kanye West has said he's going to be taking a verbal fast. That means he's not talking to anyone, watching X-rated films, having sex or drinking any alcohol for 30 days. The rapper, who has recently faced a backlash following anti-Semitic remarks, explained the fast in a post to his 31.8 million Twitter followers. However, West hinted that his fast didn't apply to social media, saying, but my Twitter still lit. West, who legally changed his name to Ye last year, has only just had his Twitter account reinstated. And finally, they're breaking world records in the US for prize money on offer. We're talking about the lottery. After three months without a winner, the Powerball Lotto jackpot has grown to the biggest the world has ever seen. An estimated $1.6 billion or £1.4 billion. Pre-tax, of course. That's a big step up from the last successful jackpot in early August, when a ticket buyer in Pennsylvania had to make do with a relatively modest $206.9 million. History's biggest ever lottery draw in 2016 saw three Powerball ticket holders in three different US states share just under a billion. So $1.6 billion, that could buy you Liverpool Football Club and leave you with a few million spare for spends. Thing is, the odds are pretty much stacked against you. One in 292 million, to be precise. You've been listening to The World in 10 from The Times of London for Saturday the 5th of November. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.